Hello, and welcome to Holy Truth and your host, Ryan the Evangelist. Hello, this is Ryan the Evangelist, and thank you guys tuning into this podcast and getting immersed in the Holy Spirit. And I hope the Holy Spirit will be speaking into your heart's mind and the truth of the gospel will be entering and planting new seeds in your hearts and mind. And today's topic is going to be a bit of a big one, is addiction, Satan's Assassin Part 1. And mind you, this is going to be a three-part series, so it's going to be a very in-depth conversation with what the Bible says and how the wisdom of the Lord can give us guidance on what addiction is and how we can break free from the shackles of addiction and the chains that Satan tries to bind us with. Because addiction really is Satan's assassin, and it destroys the temple of the Lord and perverts the image of God that we are made in. And so I hope you enjoy this episode at part one, and part part one of three series. And it's addiction, Satan's assassin. And I'm Ryan the Evangelist, and I will be back. Hello, this is Ryan the Evangelist, and I have today's day of the verse with y'all, and welcome back to Holy Truth. And today's day of the verse is from Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, and they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. That's such a beautiful verse for today, because we do find strength in the word of the Lord and through the wisdom of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we need to be finding strength in the gospel, not through other things. Yeah, Satan tries to tell us, oh, you need to go hit the gym and get man-made strength and all these different strengths. And even addiction can be a form of a strength, even though it is totally corrupting the temple of the Lord. And... Satan tries to tell lies in our head what we need. And he'll say that, oh, we need to do this. Uh, we, we need uh, five shots of coffee every day. No, we don't. Or we need th- those two packs of cigarettes every day. No, we don't. We Or we need to go to the bar every other night to have a, sh- a shot of whatever it is that you go and do. All those things are lies from the enemy. Because he knows our bodies are created in the image of God. And what better thing to, to contaminate, right, is the temple of the Lord. And now, I want to tell you where in the Bible it says that we're the temple of the Lord is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And it is a very good verse, I think, because what it talks about in verse 19 is literally what I just said. Do you, know not, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. So, now what that's talking about, um, mind you, this chapter, chapter 6, is of the law, lawsuits among believers. And the body is a sacred thing. I mean, in Romans 13, it says, We need to be holy, pleasing sacrifices to God. And that's kind of what our bodies are. We are the temple of the Lord. So when we are going and seeking addictions and seeking um, alcohols, seeking uh, cigarettes cigarettes or tobacco or uh, even marijuana or any type of things that 
or drugs related, whatever it is, sex, prostitution, whatever it is, those things are contaminating the body and unpurifying it in the ways of God. And those type of things corrupt the body and damage the soul. It creates a hardened heart. Again, because you're doing all these addictions, you're doing all these things that you think that you need, but we don't. Because we find strength in the Lord Jesus Christ and forgiveness to the Lord. And Satan, Satan tries to lie in our heads and say, "Oh, we don't, we don't really need the strength of the Lord, do we? Like, you need to go to the gym. You're, you're fat. Well, we have the strength of the Lord to tell, to tell us that we are beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. We don't need to be. We don't, we don't need a perfect body in the eyes of the Lord. If we have." a sanctified soul within God and we are purifying ourselves and we are walking in the ways of the Lord there's the earthly things do not matter because everything here is not our permanent residence like I said previously so our, per, our permanent residence if we are firm believers and diligent and following the ways of the Lord and following and obeying his commandments our residency is in the Lord within the Lord's kingdom New Jerusalem that's where that's where we're going and it is hard to talk about addiction sometimes because it, it is a sensitive topic. I understand that. It destroys so many people, so many families. And addiction is a very sad thing. And it's a very real thing that is sadly happening. And happening in our churches behind closed doors or happening... On the, next to your buddy at a college classroom, we sometimes don't even know that we even have addiction sometimes that we are trying to work on. No one is perfect. And the only thing that we can do is li live as Christ-like as possible. But humans are born with original sin. And so it's very hard to be perfect. I'm in... Try and because we are weak, we are weak without the Lord's strength. Like it says in Isaiah forty thirty one, we need we need the Lord's strength. We are nothing without God, and Satan knows this. This is why he tries to lie to us. Oh, God doesn't really love you. Oh, that church group is a bunch is a bunch of traitors. They don't care about you. That's the type of things that Satan tries to put in our heads, and they're hurtful, right? They are our own inner critic. But in reality, they are our own inner demons that are telling us that we don't need that nurturing space, the safe place, that and that space with God, because Satan loves to devour people. That's that's what it says in First Peter five eight, and we need to know the how what to look out for. So. In First Peter five eight, what does Satan do? He's like a roaring lion, seeking whom he should be should be devouring, and we need to be vigilant. That's what it says. That's how it, sa it says it, and we need to be vi vigilant. What that's saying and sober and vigilant is because Satan knows that when we are unsober and unclean and living an unrighteous life in the eyes of the Lord, that is like easy pickings to Satan because that is an open season, open checkbook. Oh. What does this, what's the, he knows all of our weaknesses. So when we are drinking or we are smoking dope or doing pot 
or whatever it is, heroin, uh, pills, whatever it is, any type of addiction, Satan knows that he can use that against us. And what I mean by that is that because Satan knows our weaknesses, he will tempt us with that left and right, left and right, left and right. And when we have strength in the Lord Jesus Christ, we don't need those things. We have the joy of the Lord and the wisdom of the Lord wrapped around our necks and in our hearts. That's what it says in Proverbs to do. And when we do that, we are so we have so much joy inside of us and so much peace and comfort and the love and grace of God that we share with others and the blessings that we receive from that. We don't need addictions. We don't need those things that Satan tries to tell us that we need. We need the love and the forgiveness and the unconditional love of Jesus Christ and then sharing that with other people. That is what we need. That is what we're called to do. And Satan tries to tell us that, oh yeah, we don't we don't need uh, Jesus. We, we got it. But we don't got it. We are so weak. So fra and our our body our bodies are so fragile about the Lord. And we receive so much peace and comfort. As it says in Psalms 23, His rod and staff come for me. That is a, a total truth right there. Totally, totally true. I mean, Satan knows that without God, we are nothing. Just dirt. Because when Satan tries to lie to us and implement all kinds of total, totally perver perversions on our bodies. He knows that he's, he thinks he's winning. But when we have the grace of the gospel and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and we are f seeking the Lord's forgiveness, we are seeking to change, we are seeking uh, small groups and finding 12-step programs or celebrate recovery programs, AA programs, trying to cleanse ourselves of addiction, those are the the pivot moments is what I like to call those in our in our walk with the Lord because when we have those pivot moments we can look back on ourselves like oh my God I used to do that I'm a totally different person now exactly because we had the clouds of of lies Satan was trying to tell us in our heads and when we look back and see the type of friends we were spending time with, see the type of things that we were doing. And when you see a total pivot change in the friends that you're spending time with now and the friends that you were before or the type of people that you're spending time with now and the type of things that you were doing back then and the things you're doing now, they should look different because you're changing. And when you're surrounded by those old habits you will not even, you'll be disgusted, like, I used to do that, I'm not, I, I can't even believe, I can't even think about the last time I even did that, because now, when you're pure, becoming pure in the eyes of the Lord, and you're working on your purity, you're working on your own righteousness, and the wisdom in the Bible, and what it offers to you, and the grace that is open, as an open palm by the Lord, we can change, and Satan can't. That is why he wants us to think that we can't change, because he can't change. He's, a, he's going to the lake of fire, as it says in Revelation. That's where he's going after his 5,000 years on this planet are done. 
the Lord's coming, and he is going to be throwing him in the lake of fire. He has no option, no alternative. We have an alternative. We have an ambassador of peace for us, and that ambassador is the Lord Jesus Christ, and those chains of addiction will be cut off, and we will be become cleansed in the eyes of the Lord. Now, what is hard, I understand, about addiction is that temptation to drink, that temptation to uh, smoke pot or smoke a joint or do this and that and the other thing. I, per I personally seen addiction break families apart. I know how de de destructive it is. That's why, and then it's hard to put myself in those situations like because I've never ju I've just never been around that type of thing I've seen it but I personally have never done these things so that's why I'm sharing the word of the Lord with as many people as possible and the wisdom of the gospel and just wisdom of a righteous life there are always people that have suffered addiction always say me you don't know what it's like yes you're right I don't know what it's like but I know what it's like to live in the eyes of the Lord and the wisdom that the gospel shares. And it's heartbreaking to me when I see people that are not that don't know Jesus, that don't know the truth of the gospel, they're living in addictions. You can see just the loss of hope in their eyes because they are doing all these detestable things in the eyes of God and it's just it's heartbreaking. Because they're destroying the temple of the Lord, and I've had I've had people with addiction accuse me of being, yeah, you're 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 self righteous, or you don't you hate me because I'm this. I'm like, we don't hate people. We we are trying to teach you how to live a better life, a happier life, a peaceful life. Uh, I guarantee you, you'll have more sleep when you are with the Lord. You will have more peace of mind. You will not have anxiety. You will not need those things that you are doing. It's scary because those have become your foundation. But once the Lord has become your rock and your foundation in your daily life, you don't need those things. You don't need them. Because when, once, you're, once the Lord is your rock and your cornerstone in your life and the, and the wisdom of the Bible is around your neck and in your heart and in your mind and and you're spreading the truth of the Lord, that, the Bible should be your addiction. I can't get enough of the Bible. That's what I'm saying is you need the Bible as your addiction. The word of the wisdom, the wisdom of the Lord is your addiction. And when you're on that high with God, there's no better feeling in the world because we are we have so much peace and so much comfort and when we know it satan cannot touch us yeah he can taunt us he can torment us in our sleep he can torment us in our when we're sleeping or in our dream state or what wherever wherever it is but guess what like i said before and previously and i'll continue to say it through this whole entire podcast is when we fear the lord evil fears us I'm going to take a break. This is Ryan the Evangelist, and I hope you're enjoying this segment, Addiction, Satan's Assassin, Part 1. And I'll be back.
Hello, this is Holy Truth and your host Ryan the Evangelist. Thank you so much for tuning again. And uh, I'll be I'm back with today's verse is Isaiah 40 chapter uh, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength and they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not be faint. That is so true, especially with the topic that we're talking about today is addiction, Satan's assassin. It is uh, crippling to see so much addiction in, in just today's society. Even you see the opiate and heroin orphans in America today. I don't know if you're, you all are aware of this, but there's so many children that are orphaned because of heroin, and it's a da- it's a dangerous drug. It's there are more 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 opiates in the United States than there are cure. That is staggering. It's almost it's it's actually scary actually to even think about that. Because to think about how many illegal drugs there are as more there's more illegal drugs in the United States than there are cures for disease. There's a red flag right there. And that is it's totally scary to me because when we are faced with all these problems, we need to fa- we need to wake up. The church needs to wake up as a community. Like how can we how can we as a, the body of Christ share and implement the gospel in our community? And the one way we need to do this is do a podcast, go on YouTube do videos for the truth of the gospel there are so many new technologies that i think the church needs to find information on get ad- advertisement out for your sober recovery programs get advertisements for for your local um alcoholics anonymous programs or aa programs get as much advertisements out there because there could be people out there right now that if they hear your advertisement anywhere for your program, wherever it is, your local church, wherever it is, they may think to themselves, you know what, I need help. And that's that pivot moment I'm talking about. That is when that person is at rock bottom and the Lord's hand is reaching out to them saying, come, follow me. You are loved and you are you need to see, follow me. And when they hear that 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 truth, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in them, and they are in that that pivot moment, that is when you, you that's when you sow the seeds of the truth of the gospel in their heart, and you plant the seeds of the truth in their in them, because once you do, and that pivot moment is there, they'll look back on that moment and go, "Oh my God, what was I think? What was I doing?" Because now. They have new strength in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are giving that to them. That's what we're called to do. And sadly, for some reason, I see a lot of people that don't know what to say to people with addiction or people that might be suffering from some type of implemented thing that Satan is giving them. And what is going on is because we can't figure out 
we can't we obviously we can't judge someone's fruit but or judge what's going on inside them because of just looking we can't assume that oh this person's doing that this that and the other thing we can't do that we have to wait till they open up but when we're sharing the gospel it's i understand that it's scary and difficult when we do try and share the gospel and implement the truth of the gospel of jesus christ on them because we don't know what they need you know so they're like it's kind of like sharing the sharing the gospel to a brick wall you know so when we share the truth of the gospel with a brick wall we're just looking at a brick wall and we're going okay what does a brick wall need <laughs> you know it's kind of the same thing and because the person is not talking. They're not saying, hey, I'm suffering with this or that, this, that. Sometimes when people are right in the middle of addiction, they're not going to admit that they're doing something wrong. They think they're doing something good. And because it makes them feel good or it makes them not care, it makes them hard. It makes, them hard, it makes it hard and hard for sure. So how can we peaceful lovey-dovey types that are in the Christian faith... That's what the, that's what a person with addiction sees, and we're saying all these things that they're doing wrong that are detestable in the eyes of the Lord. They're gonna go, you don't understand a thing that we're doing. What I'm doing, well, yeah, we don't because we you're not telling us what we need what we need to share with you, and that's what's tricky about sharing the gospel with people with addiction or people that are going through addiction. Because we have to, we have to let the Lord do do His work in their heart, and when we do that, then I hope by the, this time that they will open their hearts to a celebration recovery group or an AA group or just that. I hope to the Lord that there is that pivot moment in the individual's life that they can say. Um, hey, so-and-so, I need help. And that's that pivot moment I'm talking about, that you can be a, be a beacon of light into that person's life with the truth of the gospel, because they trust you. And so when, when you have that solid trust and you know that person very well, that's probably the reason why they called you up at 2 o'clock in the morning before drinking or before whatever they're about to do and say hey i need help and believe me you can hear in someone's voice when they are crying out for help you might not you might not see the signs right away there's a lot of signs on when someone's getting ready to be in that spot they start becoming uh, a little bit paranoid um Another one is they start isolating. That's a dead giveaway. They're they're confused spiritually, emotionally, mentally. And they're in a very dark place. And so they're not gonna want a bunch of their friends that are that are not like in that situation because they don't want to know what's going on. They want to keep all this addiction a secret on what they're doing a secret. That's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us not to have community. He wants us not to have fellowship. He wants us not to have friends. Because he knows the importance of Christian fellowship. He knows the importance of the community of the Christian church. He knows that the Lord is alive in the truth in the truth of the gospel. He knows that the Lord's alive in the community. He knows that the Lord's alive in the church. 
and among us believers because every time someone that suffers addiction comes to celebrate recovery or comes to a Christian group or comes to a small group, whatever it is, a Bible study group, and hear even just a little bit, here's the word of the Lord. Oh, that makes Satan so mad because he's losing that power, that battle. And then if he's starting to see that he or she is not responding to his threats and says, I don't need you anymore and doesn't need that, that addiction anymore, that is the best thing in the world because now Satan has no power over that individual and the true healing can become more, it becomes more in their life. And it's such a it's such a powerful thing. The gospel, the word of the Lord is truly powerful. And when we give that individual new strength in in the ways of the Lord, oh wow, you will be surprised. You will see so much so so much change in that individual when the seeds of hope and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ are planted in that person's heart. They they become a whole new person. We become like the Bible says. We become whole in the eyes of the Lord because we are following His ways, and it's such a beautiful thing because the power of the Lord can restore families. It can restore someone's marriage. It can restore uh, father children relationships, mother children relationships, um, extended family relationships, and when that. Those chains of addiction are no longer binding that individual soul. You will finally see the real them. And then the true healing can begin. And sadly, a lot of people that go towards addiction have had some type of um, emotional problem in their life. Something traumatic, maybe. Um, Sexual abuse, emotional abuse, domestic violence in the house. They probably saw who knows what, or maybe just out of cur- addiction and out of curiosity. A lot of things lead up to addiction. And so once the Lord starts, his hand is over that person's heart and healing them, it's such a beautiful thing, thing to see. They become a whole new person, and it's, and it's who they actually are. And <clears throat> it's, it's heartbreaking to see, say this, that when you see that person chained, you wonder, why did that person need those things? Because Satan saw that they were fragile and saw that because of the trauma that was going on or any type of thing that was going on in their life, he knew that they needed strength from somewhere else because they didn't, maybe they didn't know the gospel, maybe they did, they just didn't have enough faith. Who knows what it could be. But that was when Satan was attacking. Satan's always attacking, mind you. And even though we know that Satan's dead, he is still alive, unfortunately, and attacking people every day on a daily basis, nightly basis, 24-7. He wants the church to be destroyed. And that is why there's so much addiction going on right now, because that is one of Satan's assassins it really is Satan's assassin that's what addiction is and like it says in proverbs it's wine is a mocker beer brawler whoever does these things is unwise and that is definitely true people everyone that drinks are unwise because they are 
living in a cloud, if you will. That's kind of how I picture w what they think they're doing is right. They're living in, living in a cloud, and eventually, they're addict. What they're do what they're doing, they they think they're doing a good thing. They think they're doing something right. Yeah, I know it. I know it sounds crazy, but when they are so immersed in their addiction pretty soon there's going to be one or two things the first thing is they're going to admit that they're doing something wrong and if they do that's brilliant that's that pivot point i'm talking about and number two they're in denial and when they're in denial they're trying to make up excuses of why they either need it or that they think it's okay hey They'll even try to use, if they know that they're doing something wrong, and I've seen this too, and they'll try to use the gospel to say that what you're saying to them is wrong. That's their demon in them that's telling you not to share the truth with them. Okay? And what that is, is they're trying to make up an excuse of, okay, I can drink every now and then. I'm not getting drunk totally. No, you shouldn't be doing it all. And that's that denial stage because they don't want the truth. The demon that is inside them does not want to share, understand the truth of the gospel. When they, because when they do, that demon has no power over them anymore. So, what that then, once you start sharing the truth of the gospel with that individual, that demon will try to isolate that individual from people that know the truth. And I've seen this personally. And I know a lot of people that have been sharing the truth of the gospel with people that with addiction. And when they, and I've seen that multiple times, that scenario, and it's so, it's sad. And for, forgive me for laughing at it, but it's their demon. And when, when you know the signs of what that demon is doing, you know what it is. And that demon knows what you are. And so now more than ever, you have to share the truth with that individual because they're in denial. Because they're just spinning around in circles, 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 circles. And it's kind of like a, a, it's like a frog with wings, but guess what? The, the frog still has to bounce on the ground. <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. It's, it's bouncing and going up and bouncing and bouncing and bouncing. And it's, like a, it's also like a ball going in a circle, going in a circle. It still has to go on the ground because of gravity, right? So when you're in denial, it's like a giant circle. You're going around a circle, a circle spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. Pretty soon, you'll be doing enough spinning and you're going to be so tired, that is when spiritual death happens. And spiritual death is a very dangerous thing. That is a very real thing. And that is why it's so important to understand the truth of the gospel. Because even Christians, there's a lot of people that think that once saved, always saved. Yeah, to a standpoint, that's true. But I know so many individuals that go to church on Sunday, and then Monday through Friday... They're drinking a 12-pack of beer or a ton of whiskey or whatever. And they know that's wrong. 
and you share the gospel with these individuals and tell them what they're doing is wrong in the eyes of the Lord, they need to repent. That's what the definition of repenting is forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I am not going to do that sin in the eyes of the Lord anymore. And you stop doing it. That's the true definition of repentance. And for and forgiveness, yes, is unlimited. But what I'm talking about is when you know that you're doing something wrong and you're a Christian, in a way, it's worked in more morality standpoint it's kind of worse if you think about it because you know the truth and you're a hypocrite because you're living a lot you're saying that oh yeah i'm a christian oh yeah i go to church oh yeah i read the bible but i still drink yes i understand that's your demon and you're trying to work on it but it's worse because you're not fully letting go you're not fully repenting of what you're doing. And you're still bouncing back and not becoming as Christ-like as possible, which is what a Christian is supposed to be doing. I understand that humans are weak, but, I mean, isn't it com common sense? That's like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I'm not going to do that sin anymore. And then I'll go back and do that sin on Monday. Uh, then why, why are you... Praying and forget. I understand that you're feeling guilty spiritually, but why even bother repenting if you know you're going to do that sin on Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? I mean, there's a spiritual problem there that you need to work on pronto. And the wisdom of the gospel is the only way that we can do that, and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and work on ourselves, and work on the problem. Why are we suffering this addiction? Why are we doing these things that are detestable in the eyes of the Lord? And even Isaiah chapter 5, verse 11, is, Woe to those who rise early in the morning to run after their drinks, who stay up late at night, till they are inflamed with wine. Now, yes, that is talking about drinking, but that's that need to drink that need to do an addiction, that need that Satan is trying to implement on our lives. That is what I am talking about, and we need to figure out together as a community how can we implement the truth of the gospel on people's lives so that they can fully be immersed with the truth of the Lord and fully be immersed in the Holy Spirit so they don't have to have that need to drink that Satan is telling us to do, or that need to go look at pornography, or that need to do all these detestable things in the eyes of the Lord that destroy the temple of the Lord. That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about, and that's what this episode is about. Because we need to have the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ in our hearts, around our neck, and in our minds, and speaking the truth of the Lord through our lips and mouth. Our words have power, and Satan knows this. That is why he is so angry at the church. He is angry at even me sharing the truth of the word of the Lord on this podcast, because he knows if someone hears this that are suffering addiction, that is suffering the, the chains of addiction, and they are right at that pivot point, and they are looking at that bottle of alcohol, they're looking at that pornography site, or they're looking at whatever it is that is making them sin in the eyes of the Lord that they need to work on, 
they're at that pivot point that says, I need a pro I need help. I need a problem. Who is my ambassador? Our ambassador is the Lord Jesus Christ that brings us the true peace and the strength that we need to stop that addiction. And we need the community to be courageous and share the word of the Lord and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because that is the only way that those chains will not be binding that individual any longer. And we need to wake up as a church, wake up as a community. There are many people suffering addiction, even inside the church. They're not talking about it. We think that everyone that is going to church is okie dokie. But guess what? Everybody in the church needs encouragement. Not just unbelievers, not just Christians. Even pastors need encouragement. Everyone in the church needs encouragement. We need to hold ourselves accountable. We Iron sharpens iron. That's what we're called to do. And when we do those, when we do that, we are on the front lines of spiritual warfare. And spiritual warfare is a very real thing. So when that person is suffering addiction and they're at that pivot point asking, hey, I need help. Hey, I need this. Hey, I need prayer. Hey, I need uh, to know this. Who's this Jesus? Can you tell me more about him? When we're doing that, we're on the front lines of the enemy. Just like I am right now. I'm on this podcast. I'm on the front lines of the, of the enemy, sharing the Lord's word. Satan does not like people like me. Because we are knocking on the door, and we are not afraid of hell's gate. And we are not afraid to share the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ with anyone that needs help. That has the chains of addiction binding them. Because when we share the, the truth of the Lord, those chains break. And we have the power through the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ's power and strength and authority of heaven. The enemy is his footstool. And Satan knows this. And every time when someone comes to the Lord, they are made whole again. And this is Ryan the Evangelist. And this is Holy Truth. And I'm going to take a break. And I'll be back. After this. Hello, this is Ryan the Evangelist, and welcome back to Holy Truth. And we're talking about today addiction, Satan's assassin. So today's uh, verse of the day comes from Isaiah 40. I don't know if you all, anyone new to the audience, but we always have a daily verse here. And today's daily verse is Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, and they will soar in wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. And that is so true with what I've been talking about through this whole segment and this whole episode. We need the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need the strength of the Lord to immerse in our spirits and it gives us so much peace and so much comfort. We don't need... Uh, those addictions that Satan tr keeps trying to throw at us and tells us that, oh yeah, you need to do this, oh yeah, you need, you need this, you need this, you need that. Those are lies, okay? And so, every time when we hear those things, we need to pray to God immediately. I always, when I hear those inner critics, I always pray to God, Lord, give me comfort. Lord, fight the enemy that is trying to tell me these things. Because when we do that, we know that we are seeking the Lord's strength, that source, that divine essence that makes us whole and new. And we are the temple of the Lord. We can we can call upon the Lord anytime. 
And that's what I've been trying to tell you in this episode today. That yes, even though Satan's assassin is addiction, we have the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to kill that addiction, to break the chains of addiction, and we don't need those things that Satan tries to tell us that we need. We don't need those th things that Satan lies in our heads about. Because we find strength in the gospel and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not afraid of the enemy. We fear the Lord, and the Lord is, is our strength, our source of comfort. And when we fear the Lord, evil fears us, and I will say it again, when we fear the Lord, evil fears us. And I am not afraid to shout out the truth of the gospel where it needs to be implemented. And within the community, there are so many people that are so spiritually confused. There are so many people that are within the church that need to know the truth. There are so many people that are trying to sugarcoat the gospel. It needs to be told in 100% truth. Holy truth. That is why this podcast is called Holy Truth. Because everything, every single syllable is so important in the Bible. That's why people always tell me, Ryan, what should I read? Ryan, what should I say? How should I pray? The Bible tells about everything. It is the truth, 100%. Jesus tells us how to pray. Jesus tells us what we need. And Jesus is our strength. And Satan tries to pervert our minds, pervert our bodies. And every time we find strength in the Lord, Satan is defeated. And that is how we break the chains of addiction. And that is how we stop Satan's assassin, which is addiction. And so I'm going to close in prayer. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. And I hope that the truth of the Lord is being implemented and new seeds of hope are being sown in your hearts that are trying to that are struggling with addiction. And this is a very real thing. And I will close in prayer now. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Dear Heavenly Father, give us the strength that we need from your word. The love and comfort that you provide for us to fight off the lies that Satan tries to implement in our minds. Give us the strength to fight these addictions that we are suffering from. Give us the guidance and wisdom that we receive from the word of the and the truth of the Bible. Give us your forgiveness, O Lord. And guide us into our life, a new life with you, Lord. Break the chains that are suffering us. And creating a barrier between us and you, Lord. Purify our hearts and our minds so that we can soak up the, Lord, the Lord's word and hear your voice. Guide our feet and our mouths and hands. Purify our hearts and minds and our eyes, and refrain our eyes from detestable things that create a barrier between you and us, Lord. And give us the grace that is abundant in your holy name. In your holy name we pray. Amen.
thank you so much for listening to Holy Truth, and this is your evangelist and your host, Ryan the Evangelist, and God bless, and we'll see you on our next podcast episode, is Addiction, Saints Assassin Part 2, and now I'll have an interview with a dear friend of mine and a new believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's going to be such a spiritually fulfilling episode. Everyone that's listening, God bless, be vigilant, and take care. This is Ryan the Evangelist, and you're listening to Holy Truth, and God bless, and live in the eyes of the Lord. Goodbye.